So my part is to introduce Pastor Tim to continue the momentum and energy of giving a vision and uh, just giving you, you know, open heavens of the glory of God. And so I thought I would do that by showing you an organizational chart. Isn't that great? Now, if you guys get goosebumps or whatever, don't shout and say hallelujah. Just tone down while we do this org chart. But uh, I think it's going to be helpful for you. If you can put that up now, please. I know, I know. I said don't do it, and you couldn't resist, could you? You just had to do that. So uh, this is what, our, uh, this is what our, our church looks like from an organizational level, which is obviously the best level to look at it at. Uh, that was a joke. So we have uh, Every Nation International, and then we have what is now Every Nation Metro Vancouver. We had our first, um, our, our first full service in Surrey this morning, and it was fantastic. It was really, really encouraging. Tons of faith. Uh, uh, it was just such a, a joy to be there. And then, uh, so, but anyways, we're talking about Vancouver. So we have Every Nation Metro Vancouver now. Then we have the senior pastor. I don't know who that is. And then the elders. And then we have two sites, Vancouver and Surrey. And this is what the Vancouver site looks like. We have a site pastor who's overseeing community leaders and D groups. And then the executive pastor, which is uh, Jonathan, he's overseeing church ministry leaders and team leaders. So if you're wondering, we, we kind of, uh, last week we said, oh, Pastor Tim is the site pastor. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, now maybe you know, at least you can picture something in your head as to what that means. And uh, here's what it really means. That's in one way. But uh, I think what it mostly means is that we have recognized in Pastor Tim a man who has God's heart for you as a community. This is a man who deeply loves not just the church generically, but us as a community. And I've seen his heart shown in so many ways, and it seemed right that we would give him a place to be able to express that. And so we invited him a little while ago to become the site pastor here and to really uh, carry the, the, the pastoral um, concern for this community here. And so he's going to get to know you all better, but it's been an absolute joy to be working with him for the last number of years and to hear his heart for you. So, Pastor Tim, if you could please come up. I'd like to be able to pray for you. And uh, I, by the way, we know that this is an unusual service. There's going to be, there's lots of things going on, but we're trying to put all this vision stuff into one, uh, into one Sunday. So I hope that this is uh, inspiring for you. Father, I thank you so much for Pastor Tim. I do thank you for the heart that you've put into him, the heart of a pastor. And so uh, we receive his, his care for us as a community. We thank you for uh, his vision for communities for D groups, we pray that you would bless him and encourage his heart. And uh, I pray that today would, uh, would awaken our hearts to see what you're wanting to do in and through us as a community here in Vancouver. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Greg, for your kind words. Um, yeah. So hey, everybody. I'm uh, Tim Froze, and I'm the site pastor here in Vancouver. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, it was great to see the org chart. Um, to, I can uh, help to know what that means as well. Um, and uh, yeah, as I 
seek to live into um, loving you and serving you all um, well. Um, it's it's been an honor already to uh, to be serving as a as a pastor uh, in this church with uh, with you know some of the communities already in, in the area of, of of production and and I'm humbled by the invitation to more responsibility and, and care uh, in this church. Um, I, I know that I don't know everyone uh, well, and, uh, and some of you I know too well. And, <laughs> um, and I have loved uh, being part of Every Nation of Vancouver, um, and I have loved serving with, with so many of you, and I have loved uh, getting to know so many of you, and, uh, and so I, I look forward to being able to continue to, to love you and to serve you and, and to get to know you and uh, as, as we get to uh, follow Jesus together. And I, I'm excited for us to, to do that as we continue to, to follow Jesus together. And, and, I, and I know that, um, well, I'm, I should apologize. I'm sorry that I will do so imperfectly because um, I'm, I'm not a... I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect and, and you know, and, and feel inadequate uh, to the task, um, but my prayer is that Jesus would work despite my imperfections so that me, we might walk together in faith with Jesus as a people. Um, so that's, uh, that's part of my hope uh, for us. Um, most of you, or maybe some of you do know, um, the first time, uh, how, how I got connected with Every Nation Vancouver. Uh, so the first time that I uh, came to Every Nation Vancouver was because I was friends uh, with Pastor Jonathan. Uh, we, we had both served in, in youth ministry in Vancouver together, and we'd gotten to, to know each other through uh, the chapel ministry that, that he was leading. And so, uh, so I came as a visitor because of relationship, uh, because of friendship. And, and so... That first Sunday that I came as a visitor also happened to be a Sunday like today. It was a vision Sunday. And, um, and I, was, I was actually excited. Um, I was like, it was, it was encouraging for me to, uh, to hear a church so clearly explain our calling as followers of Jesus to multiply followers of Jesus who love God, one another, and the world. I, it was it was it was so encouraging uh, to me, and especially in the the time of of life and things I was going through at the time. I was like, oh, it was like a, it was just like a a tall drink of of cool water that I like I just I just needed, um, and I and I and I loved to hear you know a, a, a clear discipleship path um, that I I'd, I'd never encountered uh, a discipleship path that was so, so clear before I was, was, you know, served in the, the Mennonite church before. And some of the things we did were a little bit fuzzy sometimes. And so it was super encouraging for me, uh, to hear that described so clearly. And so then, uh, so then like, I think it was probably like a year later and, and we were in a, in a space of, of looking for, for a church family to connect with while we were discerning, uh, God's direction for us as a, as, as a family. Um, and, and so, you know, I just kind of thought, well, I, I like Jonathan, and I like the, the vision of every nation, and so why don't we just go there in the meantime? And in the, in the meantime is now four and a half years long. So um, it's, it's been a, it's a, it's a good meantime, and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad that that's, that that's continuing. Um, 
And, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I think my own, like, story of even how I got connected with, with Every Nation Vancouver, um, you know, points to, to something I, I think that's, that's true of all of us, and, and that's our need for, uh, for security and significance when, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a spiritual family, um, and, and to have a, a place where, where we can have love and purpose together uh, in a spiritual family, that, we, that we, we all need a place where we can be loved and to be known and to belong, and, and that we also need uh, a purpose and a mission that we are pursuing together, um, I, that, we're, that we're all created for, for love and relationship, um, and, and, that, that, and that love and relationship needs to flow um, out to more and needs to flow to, to more relationships and flow to others. And, and, I, and I believe that this is, this is how we're, we're created to function. This is, this is how God has created us to, to be. And, uh, and that this is something that, that Jesus actually knew um, really well. And so I want to I read to you uh, from John chapter 20, um, verses, uh, verses 19 uh, to the end of 22. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, when the doors were locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. This, uh, this passage, um, it, it comes after uh, Jesus' death uh, and resurrection. But the disciples, they, they haven't, uh, they know for sure about his, 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 uh, his arrest and, uh, and his death um, and his burial, but they, they've, they've heard at this point one report of Jesus' resurrection. And so they're, so they're not maybe so sure. And so, so, they're, so they're hiding in a locked room together because, because they're, they're afraid. Um, they, uh, they, 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 they don't know what's, what's, what's going to happen to them. They they, uh, there's just things that they're unsure about. And so, um, so they, they probably felt, you know, in that moment, like certainly like, I mean, it says they were, they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Probably they were afraid that it's possible uh, what happened to Jesus could happen to them. Uh, and, and so they just like, you know, uh, that seems pretty scary. Uh, our, our leader who we, you know, who we uh, believed to be the Messiah was, was, was killed. And so we don't really know what that means, uh, and so they're so they're so they're afraid, and then they probably also you know felt a lack of belonging in the society that they were a part of. They're like, oh yeah, like we're isolated in this moment. We gotta we gotta hide and 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 be in this you know the, this room because we don't know what's gonna happen to us if, if we go out there, and so they're 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 wondering you know what's going on and and what might happen to them, and it's it's a moment of uh, of huge insecurity um, and anxiety and uncertainty and fear. 
And it's into this moment where they're, they're huddled together, locked in this moment of fear. And Jesus steps in and says, peace be with you. Peace be with you, he says. Into their insecurity, Jesus came as security. By his presence and by his word, Jesus brought love and belonging into a moment of anxiety. As if, as if saying to them, you can let go of your fears because I am still with you. I have overcome all fears, even that greatest fear, death. You have nothing to fear because I am with you. There is nothing that can keep me from you, not rooms with locked doors and not even death. I am here with you. And into this moment of insecurity and insignificance, Jesus also speaks purpose. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you, he says. Receive the Holy Spirit. In, in their moment of wondering, what's next? What, what, what are we supposed to do now? Um, what, what, is our, what is our purpose from, from following the Messiah Jesus comes and, and steps into that moment and gives clarity to them and empowers them for what they're called to. Now you get to do what I've been doing, Jesus says. As the Father has sent me to declare the good news, to reconcile people to the Father, you are now called to do this. And, and not on your own, not by your own power or your own skill or your own conniving, but by the power of the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that, that was in Jesus, the same Spirit that is Jesus, the same Spirit that empowered Jesus for all he was doing. And so Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit on them to empower them to, to live and to do as he was doing and is doing. And, I, and I, love, I love this encounter because I believe what Jesus spoke to them was not just for them, but is also for us. And that his, that his presence with them was not just for them, but that his presence is also for us. Um, I, I think um, that, that you and I have, have insecurity uh, like the disciples, um, all the time. Uh, I, I know I do. Um, I, I feel insecure about if I'll be a good site pastor. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel uh, insecure uh, most days about something going on in my, in my day. And, and some days I wake up um, entirely overwhelmed by the day that is before me. Uh, and my and, and just my inadequacy to meet the challenges and to meet the demands of the day. And so then into our insecurity, Jesus comes. No locked doors can keep him out. And by his presence and by his word, he speaks peace and belonging to us. He says, you belong to me. I am with you. And, um, and that, that we have, uh, in, in the midst of our insignificance, Jesus comes 
by his empowering presence uh, and his spirit and by his word. And he calls us uh, to purpose and to the ministry of the gospel of reconciliation just as he did and as he's doing still today. And, and more than just our personal lives, I believe that this is true for us as a church together. Uh, this, is, this is why we have our, our mission statement to multiply followers of Jesus who love God, one another, and the world. This is what we're called to. We're doing the same thing that Jesus was doing. And we are empowered by the same Holy Spirit, by Jesus himself, that he is with us. He is here with us now. And I believe that, that when we meet in our D groups, uh, that Jesus steps into our midst and speaks peace and purpose into our lives as individuals and as a group of disciples walking in faith together. He steps into our midst. And when we have new people there, people who don't know the Lord, he steps into our midst still to reveal himself uh, to us and to them. I believe that when we, when we meet as communities, that Jesus, Jesus steps into our midst and brings belonging and meaning into our lives as we walk as spiritual family together. I believe that when we meet for worship on Sundays, just as we are now, that Jesus steps into our midst and builds us into a spiritual family with a heavenly mission. And so Jesus is here with us by his spirit, binding us together in him and empowering us by his spirit to be followers of Jesus who love God, one another, and the world. And it's not, it's not just my, my, my belief that this is what is true. It's also what I long to be true and to be fulfilled in and through us. Um, my, my whole life since, well, since I could read, um, <laughs> my whole life I've been captivated by the movement of the Spirit of God um, in, in, his, in his word, through his people, and, and as I've like, uh, gotten to study church history and seeing how God moves, and I've just like, like that's what I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of God moving um, in our world, making himself known, and, and to be a part of that. And, and I've, 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 I've been able to be a part of that um, already in, in this church with you, uh, that we've been able to be part of that. And I, and, I, and I long to see God do more of that here for us to continue to be part of what, is, what God is doing together uh, here in Vancouver and Metro Vancouver of making himself known. And so we see how this happens in Scripture uh, relationally through disciple making through and through disciples making disciples, and that's what we're believing for and pursuing uh, in our D groups and in our communities. This is what we're called to. And and so uh, I wanted for us to hear uh, from some of our our D group and community leaders uh, th this afternoon um, because we're in this together. Uh, we're, we're not alone. We're all working at multiplying disciples together. And, um, and we, we don't just do that as, as professional. And it's, and it's not because we're, because we're special on our own merit. We're, we're, we're special because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're special because, because, because Jesus is with us and in us. That's what makes us special. 
And so it doesn't, doesn't matter like, you know, how, how articulate you are or how inarticulate you are. Jesus works through us. Um, and so, uh, so I've, I've uh, arranged for a few uh, of our community and D group leaders to, uh, to come and share um, what, what, they're, what they're struggling with in making disciples, what they're hoping for as we make disciples, um, and what they're longing for um, as we make disciples together as a, as a church. And so I'd uh, invite uh, uh, Nate and Beatrice and Matt Wollen to, to come up and join me here on the stage. You can clap for them as they come up. <clears throat> hey guys, <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for coming up and being willing to do this. And so, um, yeah, so um, yeah, what uh, what's what's been a struggle for you guys as uh, in in making disciples? Yeah. Um, hi everyone, I'm Beatrice and I'm the student president of UNC UBC campus. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I think one thing I was struggling like in the past year, like past term was true vulnerability. Because um, for the past term, I was struggling a little bit emotionally and mental health wise, but then God still is inviting me to disciple people and put people in my life. Um, so it's, I think it's really gracious of him that I still firmly believe that he's good and he's true. And, but then I was also wrestling with the fact that how he's good, but I'm also suffering, how they are both happening at the same time. Um, so I just get to be vulnerable with people. And I feel like God is really training me to just be honest and invite people in. Thank you. And th for me, there's a verse in Mark that talks about uh, the deceitfulness of wealth, uh, the desires for other things, um, and like the busyness of this world. And for me, that feels like uh, the challenge in making disciples. Um, and and uh, this verse in Mark talks about how those things make us unfruitful. And um, when I think of like, oh, what's hard about making disciples? It's like, I wake up and then I go to work and then I do this thing and then I do that and then I'm worried about what's for dinner and then I'm shopping or buying other stuff or then planning and um, all of a sudden I, like weeks and days and months go by and it's like oh I haven't done any of what I'm called to do and we lose our purpose and like what you're talking about it's Jesus like oh I'm sending you and we're reading the um, the great commission just like go make disciples and teach them to obey like it's two really simple instructions and then I just forget it completely all the time um, so I was reflecting on that's that's such a challenge for me is like removing, for Sophie and I to like remove ourselves from like the consumeristic um, turn of the world and to remember like we actually have a very clear and specific calling and it's like a simple thing every day that we can just be reminded of, um, yet it's so challenging to do that. Um, so that's the challenge that I think keeps us unfruitful and keeps us from making disciples. Hey, I'm Nate. What he said. I told Matt to tell you not to take my answer. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel so self-absorbed sometimes. You know, just like what Matt was saying, you know, you do your normal schedule, you do your normal things, and then all of a sudden time flies by and you're like, what have I done? What have I done with my time? I've served myself. And so then I was, I was thinking about the verse where it says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I think, how often do I lift my eyes off of my schedule? You know, mostly what I'm going to eat and drink, really. Because I think about, you know, dinner all, all day. That's ma- mainly what I think about is what I'm going to make for dinner, if you know me. So then, like, how often do I lift my eyes up from my own thoughts to think about reaching out to others, like meeting with people and discipling people, let alone how do I call the men in my group, the people in my community to the same things? Now, how often do I lift my eyes up? And uh, I find that to be a, a, a serious challenge. And so that's what we're doing together. That's great. Thanks, guys. Nate, he was reinforcing your answer, not, not taking it. <laughs> um, uh, what, uh, what gives you guys hope in, in making disciples? Yeah, I think what gives me hope is that knowing God doesn't, um, isn't asking for perfection, but just our hearts and our yeses. So as I go through the repentance pathway again and again and again, and when I die to myself, all this, um, I just get to invite people to join me in that. And I get to model that to people um, who's new to this. And I just, yeah, I feel like there's the comfort and there's faith in Jesus. And just knowing that it's the work of the Holy Spirit, it's not me. And that's so hopeful. <laughs> uh, this past week, we were focusing on miracles with like the subtext of let God be known. I think that's really hopeful for me going forward this year. Um, already, Sophie and I were reflecting on like three, some mini, some slightly larger, some very large miracles that have just kind of come up out of nowhere. And it's been really encouraging to be like, right, this this is possible. And so often we put these like frameworks on like, okay, God, these are the things that are possible. These are the things that are not possible. And I'm going to believe you for these. And this is too scary. Um, and uh, I love that, like, okay, God, I'm going to pray for miracles, and at the same time, I'm going to pray for boldness that when the miracles happen, that I'd let you be known in those things. Um, so I think that feels really helpful for me of, like, okay, God's capable of doing miracles, and through the Spirit, we're capable of telling people about them. Yeah, my hope is in Jesus, the God that we serve. You know, he's the agent of change. I think about that all the time. I feel this burden, like, I have to do this. I have to do all of these things to hopefully see change. But in the end, it's God that makes things grow. And he's the one that we hope for. And so then, you know, the thing that gives me hope is that in spite of myself, in spite of my weakness and selfishness and, and uh, self-absorption, that he's going to act and he's going to change. And so then that, that is my hope, that he's going to be the agent that's going to drive forward his agenda and build his kingdom and hopefully... He, he gets to use people like us, and we get to participate in that. So good. Thank you, guys. And, uh, and so what are you guys uh, longing for in, uh, in our D groups and communities as you make disciples this year? I think what I'm longing for for our church as we make disciples together is to experience the unexplainable joy because I don't think God calls us to do another chore, another heart thing, but um, despite its heart, I think it's just really fun to be able to like share how good, how true, how beautiful his work is. And as we connect with people and build relationship for him and for his kingdom, we just get to experience this joy. I'm excited to welcome new people into our family. Um, I think there's 
there's a lot of people on my heart and Sophia's heart and kind of around our community that um, we really are loving and seeing Jesus as he's pursuing them and opening doors and um, creating all kinds of cool conversations. And I'm, I'm longing to see like that next step made where they actually encounter Jesus and say, man, there's something different here that I, that I want, that Jesus is real and it's worth it. Um, and, and they get to experience life and eternal life as they, they meet Jesus. So that's what I'm longing for. Um, I was thinking about this question, and I was thinking about the passage that you shared, Matt, um, where Peter was reinstated by Jesus. And uh, after Peter denied Jesus, Jesus asked him, Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said, yes, you know I do. And then Jesus says, feed my sheep shepherd my sheep, feed my lambs. And so my hope is that I and the men in my D group and the people in my community will realize the deep connection between do you love me and feed my lambs. If I love him, I have to feed the sheep. I have to feed his lambs. And I mostly want to feed myself. And so then I'm hoping that, you know, in this next season that we'll all be able to get a hold of that. That if we love him, we have to feed the sheep, feed the lambs, and shepherd the sheep. That's my hope. Thanks, you guys. Let's give him a hand. You guys can go sit down. yeah, I, uh, I'm so encouraged. I hope you guys are too, uh, to be able to, to hear them share in their hearts. Um, yeah, it just it encourages me so much um, to be able to, well, to be able to follow Jesus with all of you, uh, to be working on this together in our D groups, in our communities, um, to, uh, to be able to multiply followers of Jesus together. Um, if, uh, and, and I wanted to, uh, you know, put out a, a, just a special invitation today. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're made to walk in a relationship with God and with one another um, in this as we're, as we're making disciples. That call is for us to do that together. And, uh, and so I, uh, I would invite you, if you're not in a D group, if you're not in a community, um, don't let today go by without uh, w- without connecting with our connections team um, about how you can do that. Um, it it matters so much that that we that we are doing this together, that we are walking in relationship with one another to make disciples. Um, yeah, we. I'm. I mean, even as just just being able to hear from the three of them, uh, like in, encourages me in my own walk of faith. And when we meet together in D groups and communities, we get to experience that on an ongoing basis, that encouragement that we all need to follow Jesus. And so uh, I just invite you uh, to get connected. Um, use our, our connections team, or you can come you know, talk to me as well. I'd, I'd be happy to help get you connected. Um, so yeah, uh, Pastor Greg, I'd like to invite you up. Um, he's gonna share some more great things with us. Oh, and can I just say, as well, I'm I'm really thankful uh, for Pastor Greg, um, and just to have uh, a lead pastor like him to be able to serve under and to be able to follow. Um, I'm just so thankful for you. And yeah, let's let's just thank God for our lead pastor. Thank you, Tim. It doesn't mean you can have a raise, but thank you very much. Uh, um, I just want to. You've been very attentive for a long time. 
And I'll tell you what tonight, from, uh, from my perspective, what tonight feels like. It feels like a first date. Uh, um, it's what it feels like. We were, Debbie and I were with some really good friends last night that I've known for, uh, for over 40 years. We've been friends for a very, very long time. And we were recounting our first dates. And uh, I don't know if any of you have been there, but I remember first date. It's awkward. And uh, we were, you know, <laughs> the guy was talking about his first date. And at the, at the end of the date, he said to the, um, to the woman, so, um, you know, would you like to do this again or something really awkward? And um, I feel like I'm wondering that. <laughs> you know, you, you, on, a, on a Sunday like this, we're, we're showing ourselves to you. And it's really vulnerable. Because, like, you kind of go, you know, on a first date, well, there was like, this was good, and this was, <laughs> and I think I could put up with that a little bit longer. Like, you're trying to, you're weighing things, you know? And, uh, and I don't know whether you're doing that or not. I would. Uh, but, but what you're deciding in your heart is, could this be a family for me that I could join? or continue to join. I was, as Pastor Tim was speaking, I was thinking about the, uh, the passage in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. It says, for though you have 10,000 teachers in Christ, you do not have many fathers. I was looking at somebody, I'm almost done. I was looking at somebody on Facebook last week, and they said, I have... Uh, I've decided about two years ago, I decided to not be part of a local church community anymore. Uh, it was just really tricky. And so what I've decided to do instead is I'm part of an online church. They're located in New York City. And he still lives here. They're, lo they're located in New York City. And this has become my church community. I thought, I'd love that. I just get to fast forward or delete or just that'd be great. You know, if you guys are talking to me and it's a little boring, I, I could just fast forward you or I, wouldn't you like that for my sermons, you know? Oh, edit that. That was not, like, I mean, that would just be great. But what you and I are being invited into is something much more real and profound and dare I say, invasive. And it's called a spiritual family. And if we make judgments about our second date, according to perfection, we'll never get to a second or third date. But there's something more profound, and I believe that it's the love of God that motivates us to connect to a community or a person. And it's not based on performance, it's based on the mercy and kindness and generosity of God. And so I, I listened to my friend uh, last night describe his first date, and they've been married now for nearly 40 years. And they're, you know, when you've been married, we're almost married, married for 40 years, and they're, they're poking fun at each other. And they're, and they're making fun of the first date. Remember when you said that? that was so embarrassing. I never would have led with that. And uh, they go, well, that's all you gave me. You know, and they're going back and forth a little bit. And uh, it was, 
you go, that's love. It's not, you know, what do you think of me now? It's, you'll do. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's just, I've decided to love you. Now, wouldn't you, I think that's church. And I think it's a privilege for you and I, oh my, it's a privilege for you and I to come together in our imperfections and belong somewhere. Where else do you get to be like that? Not at work. You get written up. But here, we get to be a family. And this was a moment for you to see a bit of your family. And you get to decide in your heart if you would like to join and be as imperfect as all of us standing on this stage. And let's love and honor Jesus together and make him the hero of our story. Can you say amen to that? All right, as the worship team comes up, can I, uh, I'd like to pray for us. Let's please stand together. Father, I thank you. I thank you that this is a real church. It's not just an online presentation. It's It's real people together trying to figure out how to love one another, love you and love the people around us. I thank you. I couldn't be a part of another church. I couldn't do it. I'm not that good. And so I thank you that we describe this church as a family, as people figuring out how to extend mercy and grace to one another. And so for those here who have been here for a while, Father, would you bless them for their perseverance, for their humility? For those who are deciding what church would look like for them, oh, Father, I pray, whether it's this church or another, that you would give them a criteria that's more about mercy and kindness than it is about performance. And so by your grace, would you knit us together into a church community that from the, from the, the depths of who we are, say that we love you, we love one another, and we want to spread that love around. Thank you for the privilege. Let's worship him together.